0: and for the highest rank, the kings or chieftains, these are the only kinds of activity that custom or the common sense of the community will allow. Indeed, where the scheme is well developed, even sports are accounted doubtfully legitimate for the members of the highest rank. To the lower grades of the leisure class certain other employments are open, but they are employments that are subsidiary to one or another of these typical leisure class occupations. Such are, for instance, the manufacture and care of arms and accoutrements, and of war canoes, the dressing and handling of horses, dogs, and hawks, the preparation of sacred apparatus, etc. The lower classes are excluded from these secondary, honorable employments, except from such as are plainly of an industrial character, and are only remotely related to the typical leisure-class occupations. If we go a step back of this exemplary barbarian culture into the lower stages of barbarism, we no longer find the leisure class in fully developed form. But this lower barbarism shows the usages, motives, and circumstances out of which the institution of a leisure class has arisen, and indicates the steps of its early growth. Nomadic hunting tribes in various parts of the world illustrate these more primitive phases of the differentiation. Any one of the North American hunting tribes may be taken as a convenient illustration. These tribes can scarcely be said to have a defined leisure class. There is a differentiation of function, and there is a distinction between classes on the basis of this difference of function. But the exemption of the superior class from work has not gone far enough to make the designation Leisure class altogether applicable. The tribes belonging on this economic level have carried the economic differentiation to the point at which a marked distinction is made between the occupations of men and women, and this distinction is of an invidious character. In nearly all these tribes, the women are, by prescriptive custom, held to those employments out of which the industrial occupations proper develop at the next advance. The men are exempt from these vulgar employments and are reserved for war, hunting, sports, and devout observances. A very nice discrimination is ordinarily shown in this matter. This division of labor coincides with a distinction between the working and the leisure class, as it appears in the higher barbarian culture, as the diversification and specialization of employments proceed. The line of demarcation so drawn comes to divide the industrial from the non industrial employments. The man's occupation as it stands at the earlier barbarian stage is not the original out of which any appreciable portion of later industry has developed. In the later development, it survives only in employments that are not classed as industrial war, politics, sports, learning, and the priestly office. The only notable exceptions are a portion of the fishery industry and certain slight employments that are doubtfully to be classed as industry, such as the manufacture of arms, toys, and sporting goods. Virtually the whole range of industrial employments is an outgrowth of what is classed as women's work in the primitive barbarian community. The work of the men in the lower barbarian culture is no less indispensable to the life of the group than the work done by the women. It may even be that the men's work contributes as much to the food supply and the other necessary consumption of the group. Indeed, so obvious is this productive character of the men's work that, in the conventional economic writings, the hunter's work is taken as the type of primitive industry. But such is not the barbarian sense of the matter. In his own eyes, he is not a laborer and he is not to be classed with the women in this respect. Nor is his effort to be classed with the women's drudgery, as labor or industry, in such a sense as to admit of its being confounded with the latter. There is, in all barbarian communities, a profound sense of the disparity between man's and woman's work. His work may conduce to the maintenance of the group, but it is felt that it does so through an excellence and an efficacy of a kind that cannot, without derogation, be compared with the uneventful diligence of the women.